0: Welcome to the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Here's your host, Dean Millard.
1: Thank you very much for downloading the Cannabis 101 podcast, episode 18. My name is Dean Millard, and I apologize uh, for the cold that I just can't get rid of. Uh, This late uh, summer, early fall cold has been sticking around, if you've been listening to this show, for a couple of weeks now. So at some point, I'll get rid of it, and I will sound like a normal human being. Uh, Fun show today. It's not just about getting high. It's also about getting healthy And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, how vaping uh, is healthier, despite the terrible things you are hearing coming out of the United States. That is from the black market. Uh, We're going to talk to a company today. We'll tell you about them in just one second. Uh, But as we always do on this show, this is how we start things out.
2: Put that in your pipe and smoke it.
1: So I want to know what your groove is, what you're going with today. If you are consuming any kind of cannabis, Let me know what you're uh, going with. Hit me up on Twitter at The Cannabis 101. That's our Twitter account. You can follow us on Instagram at The Cannabis 101 Podcast. On Facebook, it's Cannabis 101 Podcast. Uh, You can email us, Cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. And you can check out the website, Cannabis101podcast.ca. But to get me uh, some way and tell me what you're grooving with as you're listening to the Cannabis 101 Podcast. Uh, I'm going with a little uh, citrus punch from Sundial. And you'll find out uh, as this show rolls along. And a really nice uh, sativa-dominant hybrid uh, that uh, you'll find out a lot more throughout the show. So that's my groove. What's your groove Hit me up on social media. Tell me what you're going with as you listen to this Cannabis 101 podcast. On the show today, Dane Sapiro and Jack Danico from T-Vape. Great Canadian company that you can get some great vaporizers from. We had people reach out and say, please discuss this vaping crisis. So we will today with uh, Dane and Jack from T-Vape. So I'm looking forward to bringing that conversation. You'll have an opportunity to uh, find out what is actually going on in the United States, where the problems are coming from, and why they won't be problems here in Canada. Also on What's That Strain? It's Citrus Punch. So you're going to find out exactly why I wanted to use it to kick off this show. Uh, it's from Sundial, a, a company started out in Olds, Alberta. Uh, Chris Ionson uh, will join us, and, and has, you'll find out uh, old used to be run on oil and gas now it's oil and grass and not just for marijuana but some other things as well so uh, really looking forward to bringing you that conversation and we gave uh, David Wiley you're getting the week off for this week in uh, cannabis news uh, so you uh, you're stuck with me uh, when it comes to this week in cannabis news mm-hmm.
0: Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. All
1: right, I want to tell you uh, about the YouTube channel we have uh, for the Cannabis 101 podcast. Uh, Just search for it on YouTube, you will find it. And we had a, uh, a product review up there uh, for a little bit, I guess about a month, uh, we did the uh, red hexagon from Burnt designs, and we gave it away today. So check uh, our YouTube our, uh, Twitter channel at the Cannabis 101 or on Instagram, at the Cannabis 101 podcast for th- those videos that I put out. If you entered the contest and you would know if uh, you know what I'm talking about, if you did, we announced the winner. Pope's nose is the winner of the red hexagon. So we will definitely be in touch with you to give you that prize. And uh, that's a, a awesome product from uh, Burnt Designs. Got some really exciting things coming down the pipe uh, with that YouTube channel and some uh, products that I think we're gonna be able to review. Uh, so looking forward to that. The Cannabis Character Cup continues. Match up on Twitter right now at the Cannabis 101. Pedro DePacas, the number two seed, taking on Harold Lee from Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. So you can vote at the Cannabis 101. That'll be up for a week. And you can check out the Cannabis101podcast.ca and then click on contests for the full bracket of the Cannabis Character Cup. Also, we have our 420 followers contest. We're about 120 short of 420. What happens when we hit 420? Everybody following us on Twitter will be eligible for a Cannabis 101 prize pack. So a Cannabis 101 podcast prize pack for every follower, all 420, once we reach that uh, magical marijuana milestone. And we're doing What's Your Strain? Uh, What's That Strain is a segment that we do every week with chris ironson and uh, we're doing citrus punch but what's your strain is a contest we are doing where you can suggest a strain that we review if yours is picked you will not only be able to sit in while chris and i do the segment if you so choose but you'll also receive a 100 hundred dollar shopping spree courtesy of the cannabis 101 podcast With Chris Ionson as your personal shopper, basically. He's going to help you out. We're going to pay for it. And then you can sit in and find all about your favorite strain. So that's what's your strain. If you want to get involved in that, send me an email, cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. Suggest a strain. And if you're chosen, You're going to get a $100 shopping spree. Chris is your personal shopper. And if you want to, you can sit in studio when we record your strain. Pretty cool stuff that we have going on here on the Cannabis 101 podcast.
0: This is the Cannabis 101 podcast. Your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond.
1: All right, our cannabis question, uh, seeing as we have a couple of gentlemen on from T-Vape. Last week we asked if you were scared to vape and not many people said yes or no, uh, said no. Uh, So my question is, do you prefer to vape flour or extract? Um, there's uh, lots of different types out there. So let me know what you think. Flour or extracts, concentrates, um, whatever else uh, you want to call it. Hit me up on Twitter at The Cannabis 101 and let me know what is your preferred method of vaping, flour or extracts. And You're going to find out a lot about vaping uh, with the gentleman from uh, T-Vape that will be joining us momentarily. Before we get to that, though what goes well with is anything that pairs well with uh, cannabis. And today I'm pairing cannabis with recovering. If you are uh if you don't know the benefits of uh of the cannabis plant, you've come to the right place. Uh but a really nice mellow um balanced indica some CBD, some THC That's my ticket after a long day. I can get home, I can relax, I can, you know, gear down and get ready for bed. Uh, So, recovery, relaxing, that's what goes well with cannabis, in my opinion, especially after a long day. And we got a lot, we got some friends out there in the uh, uh, cannabis industry for sure. Uh, If you check out Spirit Leaf Argyle, you can see some of the cannabis. One on one podcast uh, flyers. Um, you know, you can say hi to uh, Jessica and Nicole and the wonderful staff there. Um, you can find uh, some of our things elsewhere as well, like Legendary Barbershop, 117th and Jasper Avenue. Um, they're uh, friendly with cannabis. Not that you can uh, use cannabis in their shop, of course, uh, but uh, they are friends of the cannabis industry. Uh, make sure you ask for Morgan, my niece. uh, does a wonderful job of, uh, lowering your ears at uh, legendary barbershop 117th and Jasper Avenue and uh, you can find some of our flyers there what the show is all about all right uh, let's get to our first guests jack danico dane sapero from t vape <laughs>
0: Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond.
1: Very pleased to welcome in a couple of gentlemen from T-Vape. Uh, we have Dane Sapiro online, the account manager and special operations at T-Vape as well as Jack Danico business development in the USA. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me on the program today. Really excited to dive into the world of vapes, uh, especially with um the, the nonsense in my opinion that's going on in, in the United States. Uh, let's let's just start with an overview though. Uh Dane, uh, we'll start with you. Give us an overview about T-Vape. What is T-Vape?
3: Hey, Dean. Thanks for having me on the podcast, first of all. And yeah, it's it's a pretty crazy world you're about to dive into. But before we get there, uh, a little bit about T-Vape. Uh, We've been around for 10 years now. In fact, this May, we celebrated our 10-year anniversary. And we started a decade ago as a premium retailer. And today, I'm proud to say that we're more than just a supplier. So you really want to think of T-Vape as sort of a unique, all-in-one, vertically integrated company that is a combination of engineering house, marketing firm, and supplier. So we control the supply chain from start to end, all the way from product design to development, to the marketing that goes behind it, and then all the way to the point of sale um, and effort uh, and, you know, face time with the consumer. So it's a full closed loop system. And doing that, we've been able to sort of create and nurture uh, brands that, you know, started as one product and now they're household names. And we have multiple award-winning brands. We have multiple award-winning devices under our belt. And, you know, it's not all just about sales, sales, sales. It's nice to get the numbers in, but we do a lot for the community as well. And I would say that T-Vape right now, you know, for example, we have the world's most visited cannabis vaporizer website, tvape.ca and .com is a combined uh, sort of online asset. And we're also industry opinion leaders. For example, our YouTube channels had 5.7 million minutes watched last year alone. So I'm really, really proud to be a part of a company that is more than just buyer and reseller. We're here to make a difference. And, you know, um, right now with everything that's going on, I think it's time for, for companies like this to step in and say, you know, there, there's something more that needs to be done than just people buying products and selling products. A lot of education has to happen. And this is where we play a big, big role.
1: Well, and and that's right up the alley of this show. Um, you know, my motto is uh, I want to be entertaining and education, educating at the same time. I don't want to be too boring, and I and I don't want. Uh, I want to get as much information out there as possible. And uh, you know, the world of vapes is something, uh, or vaping is something that I think people uh, don't know a lot about. So uh, this will be a good educational uh, conversation, Jack. Let's talk about the difference between conduction and convection uh, for for maybe people that are brand new to cannabis and and, and don't know what those words mean when it comes to cannabis.
4: Okay, uh, also happy to be here. I appreciate it. Um, So the major major difference between conduction is it's essentially direct contact with the heat source. Um, So take a skillet with food on it, for example. Um, It's got an immediate heat transfer there. Um, And as well, it's it's having that herb directly against the contact of source. Convectional um, conventional uh, vaporization, there's a heating element inside that when turned on, um, the air will push through, whether through breath or sometimes with a fan if you're dealing with a desktop vaporizer. Um, so it allows for uh, more even heating as well as the passage through the herb uh, more than just in direct contact. Um, so think of almost a convection oven when you have hot air blowing through um, the, the, uh, the device.
1: Uh, okay, so that I think puts it. Uh, I think a little bit more uh, gives people a little bit more perspective about it uh, if they, you know, if they have a uh, a background in uh, cooking. So I think it kind of tells people a little bit about how that works. Um, Dane, I guess uh, you know one of the main reasons I, I wanted to have you guys on is this the the insanity that is going on south of the border right now and um you know i i don't really w- don't want to get uh, terribly political but when they're talking about banning vapes because a few people have died and assault rifles are available it's uh it's an overreaction in, in my opinion and and the other thing is where are these people getting these vapes from they're getting it from the black market well if that's the number one problem in my opinion, Dane. But, but how do you see the vape crisis in the United States right now from your point of view in Canada?
3: I'm in agreement with you, Dean. And, and to be very honest, this is an issue that affects me directly because uh, what I do for T-Vape is I actually oversee our vape hardware program. That's, that's my main sort of initiative here at T-Vape. So, uh, you know, a lot of people are getting cold feet. A lot of people are nervous here. Uh, the uh, Health Canada itself, you know, when October 17th rolls around is going to say what they're going to say. But I just want to say, you know, this issue that's going on, it, it's a horrible, horrible thing that's happening in my heart, honestly goes out to the families that are losing their kids. But, you know, you're right. Like how many individuals, uh, you know, die every, every day, every week, every month, every year from for firearms, right? But, you know, going back to your point, the Second Amendment does protect uh, guns, but unfortunately, it doesn't protect vapes. And I think right now what's going on is, uh, is the classic example of we need a scapegoat, right? So I think everyone is being swept under the exact same rug, whether it's a nicotine e-cigarette, whether it's a THC cartridge. They're not the same thing, but everyone just sees a vape as a vape as a vape. And I think this is happening because, honestly, people are trying to take shortcuts south of the border and anytime you take shortcuts, you're bound to end up down some some broken alleyways and dead ends. It's just math, right? When you're dealing with a lot of illusions, you're bound to get some injuries. And this is what's happening. They're adding, uh, you know, uh, things like vitamin E into uh, a, a THC cartridge. Under no circumstances should you be inhaling vitamin E. This stuff is supposed to go on your skin, in your stomach, as part of a supplement. Under no circumstances should this be in your lungs? So, you know, and it, it, it and to use sort of a very crude example, uh, you know, you could put liquid detergent that looks gold in a vape cartridge, it'll have, you know, an oily consistency, I guarantee you if somebody vapes that, they're going to be in the ER within one day, if not less, right? So I think the solution here and what's required is we need regulation, we need to bring this Problem and this issue out from this dark recesses that it's sort of you know operating in in the gray and black market because that's where people are getting these cartridges from. People can't afford you know sixty to eighty or or, or fifty dollar legitimate cartridges, so they're going to go down the street where guys selling the same looking cartridge for fifteen dollars, sometimes ten dollars. Well, the same looking cartridge isn't the same cartridge in and of itself, right? So it's an illusion. Some people are in a financial position where they are forced to sort of buy into this illusion and then they're paying the price for it. And a lot of people, uh, you know, down south of the border are really, really upset at this and rightfully so, because the people that are involved in this, I mean, they've had four arrests, I believe, so far in the U.S. And these are kids that are like 20 to 24, just like the kids that are in the ER. And they're just trying to make a quick buck. And you know, the arrest. I read through some of the news stories and saw some of the the video footage. And these people are being arrested with everything from these tainted cartridges, quote-unquote, all the way to Xanax and firearms and hard drugs like cocaine. And I can guarantee you that in Canada, it's a different story. And behind the closed doors at, say, you know, LP, ABC, or XYZ, they're not sitting down with a bunch of AK-47s and Xanax pills and some cartridges. That's far from what's happening in Canada, and I really do think proper regulation, proper oversight, and bringing this issue to light and dealing with this in a scientific way is what's going to overcome the issue. Just to illustrate for you very quickly, uh, NBC News recently did um, sort of the most comprehensive testing so far on 18 different carts in the U.S., and they used CanadaSafe, which is sort of the, the, the name, the definitive standard when it comes to cannabis testing in California. And out of these cartridges that were tested, three out of the 18 were actual legitimate cartridges from legal multi-state operators, and none of those cartridges had even 1% vitamin E. None of those cartridges had any pesticides, and the, for the potency of the THC, say the cartridge said that it was 84%, it tested at more or less around 84%. And then you deal with the other 15 carts out of the 18 that were black market carts, every single one of them tested positive for pesticides one of which by the way turns into hydrogen cyanide when you heat it wow and i mean who wants to put if somebody gave you a cartridge that said hydrogen cyanide written on it would you ever vaporize it i wouldn't i wouldn't get it for that cart right so that's that's the fiasco that's going on in the state it's a horrible situation but i do think that by sort of demonizing the situation, saying that we're going to ban everything and anything under the sun that's a a liquid, I think that's the wrong approach. I think education and and awareness is the proper starting point. And I guess that's why we're here, right?
1: Well, yeah. You start banning chocolate bars then, uh, and and chips. Like where where does it end uh, when when you start banning things? And you know, to me, and and this is just my opinion. I find a lot of the backlash against vapes right now um, is coming from people that are, are opponents of legal cannabis, and they're using any excuse to jump on and you know pound down legal cannabis and uh, you know talk about how bad it is. There's a there's an obvious difference between a marijuana joint and a, a, a tobacco cigarette. Like there are like you could you would not put those in the in the same category. At all, and so I think it's just people using this as an opportunity. Now, this is an opportunity for us to educate people, and and, and you just talked, uh, Dane, about uh, the the terrible things that are in some of these uh, black market uh, cartridges. Uh, what's what goes into and and I understand every LP is a little bit different, but what will go into the uh, the cartridges that we'll, we will see in Canada in season two?
3: Well, it all starts with the flour that's used you know, as the basis for the cartridge. So I know that a lot of multi-state operators, uh, the established ones, they they work with flour that is one organically grown, uh, that is grown with proper care, without pesticides, uh, without the stuff that you definitely don't want in your body. So you have clean flour to begin with. That is not the case in the black market where the goal is to grow it as quickly as possible. So when you're growing something that's supposed to take X amount of time and you're growing it in three, three weeks earlier, you're taking shortcuts, you're, you're using pesticides, you're using, uh, you know, fungicides, all that stuff. And the flour is of poor quality. On top of that, you have, you know, cutting agents that people are using. So essentially, let me explain the whole vitamin E thing for you, because that seems to be the big sort of question mark in people's minds. What is vitamin E doing and how are they using vitamin E in a cartridge? So what they'll do is they'll take a distillate cartridge and they'll cut it down in potency from, say, 70% down to 20%. Well, when you do that, the, the, the disclet oil itself is going to become a lot thinner and more runny, so less viscous than before. Now, what they do after that is they add a little bit of vitamin E in there to bring back that viscosity, to make it look like that thick oil. And that's essentially, uh, you know, what's causing people to be rushed to the ER. So the legal legitimate cartridges don't have those additives they use carrier oils such as vegetable glycerin which is also in your food um you know and it has a longer history of being used and to be very honest people are the right people i would say are doing research are conducting ongoing research into what would be that magical universal carrier oil that nobody would have an issue with So, you know, we are looking for that, and that's going to take education. That's going to take research. Definitely banning everything under the sun is not going to accomplish that.
1: No kidding. Uh, Jack, I want to talk about uh, temperature settings uh, with you in just a second, but uh, you are business development in the U.S. Um, You know, what are you hearing from uh, whether it's consumers or, um, you know, businesses that you deal with or people in general about this uh, vape crisis in in the United States? What's the word from uh, south of the 49th?
4: Um, so, a lot of what I'm doing right now is outreach to these to these retailers in the U.S. Um, and trying to understand what they're doing for, as far as uh, market conditions go. Um, trying to understand what makes them sick and what's really going to really going to work for them long term. A lot of these retailers right now seem to have exactly what we talked about. It's almost you're scared. There's a fear of, and it's really just not being knowledgeable. At one, the difference between dry herb vaporization. I then going back to what Dan was talking about about the the carts in, in, in themselves and um those issues being counterfeit products, um, you know poor development in general. Um, so I have had a lot of pushback, um, but when when you do find the the, the people in the u s that are that are really, really um, insightful on that they're they're ready to try and take on um, you know looking at dry herb vaporizers in, in a more serious manner. Um, it just comes down to to knowledge, I believe, um, and really just understanding the differences uh, and not, you know, Taking everything uh, at first glance and, and believing it's the, the truth.
1: Well, I, I think the moral of the story is don't buy from the black market. Um, you know, buy from a, a regulated uh, retail store uh, that has had to go through the the proper proper channels. Uh, being joined today by Dane Sapiro from uh, TVape, the account manager of Special Operations, and Jack Danico uh, from TVape, uh, who is with Business Development in the U.S. and and Jack, let's get back to. Uh, temperature settings and, and and now we'll maybe move into the the great things about the vapes after we've now covered uh, the unfortunate situation going down in the United States uh, let's talk about the benefits of, uh, of vaping for a second and, and and I guess the big thing with vaping um, what you want to start with is is knowing what temperature to use because the wrong temperature uh, can either uh you know not give you enough of what you're wanting or, or maybe uh, go too fast uh, maybe maybe Jack just uh, tell us a little bit about temperature settings and how important that is
4: um so typically the temperature settings will range um in vaporizers in general from about 170 degrees to about 230 degrees um what that means really is depending on what kind of user you are if you're a first-time user you're probably going to want to go with the lower settings to start um it's going to be a lot thinner um and lighter and more flavorful experience so if you're with and you're using quality um cannabis you definitely want to start out and have a little bit more of a flavorful draw, especially if you're somebody that isn't used to, you know, hitting a bong or smoking a blunt or something like that. Um, you definitely would want to start out at a lower temperature and ease your way up. Um, you know, there are a lot of vaporizers on the market that have different settings on temperature control. Um, some of them, you know, are definitely more basic and easy to use to start. And that's where finding the right temperature and, and implementing that into the device, if it's a basic device, is very important. Um, and if you're somebody that really wants, um, you know, a a more, uh, thicker, um, more harsher feeling, larger clouds with, um, that's when you would want to be on a higher temperature. So it just comes down to the compounds within uh, the cannabis itself. Um, and depending on your preference, you're going to want to be a little bit lighter. If you're more of somebody that's new to the industry, um, or somebody that just likes the flavorful experience of of vapor at that temperature. Um, So it it varies depending on the individual, Um, but yeah, in general, it's about 170 to 230 degrees um, before um, combustion occurs at that higher end of the system.
1: All right. Uh, I don't know if uh, you guys would know this answer, and and by all means, don't worry if you don't, but I've had a lot of people say to me, keep your AVB, your already vaped bud, and and use it for edibles. Um, You know, is there still some THC in vaped bud?
3: I uh, I believe, uh, you know, in, in that practice, in fact, I have a little bit of a a, a collection going on at home uh, where I will essentially, you know, vaporize a dry herb and flower. And, uh, you know, I, I spend a pretty penny making sure that I purchase really, really high quality, medical grade, organic uh, cannabis to begin with. So, yeah, you don't want to essentially put that in a vaporizer, uh, fill up uh, two volcano bags and then throw something out that you paid 28 bucks a gram for. Right. right. So I I definitely uh, vaporize, like like Jack just said, you know, uh, very well stated. Uh, You want to stay between 170, 230. So I'll vape around uh, 190. That usually captures most of the active compounds that I'm looking for from a session for my medical needs, for pain relief and such. Uh, And then after I'm done, I'll store that. uh, You know, and once I've gone through uh, a a fair amount of cannabis, you'll have a fair amount of sort of after vape, you know, cannabis left. And you can definitely use that for edibles. You can use that to make butter. You can use that to, uh, uh, and edibles usually is, is people go because you, you're going to get a little bit, not as much as you normally would with full fresh flour, but uh, you definitely can make a re- really, really nice batch of whatever edible floats your boat. Uh, and it's a way for you not to feel bad about wasting and throwing away. I, I personally am a very, very avid uh, believer in cannabis. I, 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 re- I truly love cannabis. So I can't, I wouldn't be able to live with myself if I sort of did two volcano bags with that $28 gram and then just sort of popped it out. And uh, I, I'd rather put everything to use and make sure nothing goes to waste.
1: Yeah, I am wholeheartedly with you and uh, it's something that I'll uh, start doing. Maybe maybe what you do is you just add it to some, uh, you know, vape uh, or bud that hasn't been vaped, fresh bud, I guess you could, and maybe it just... Adds to it uh, a little bit. Uh, okay, so Dane, let's talk about, uh, I call it season two. Uh, I don't know what you guys are uh, are calling it, Cannabis 2.0 maybe, but uh, it's coming uh, probably by December. What are we going to see from T-Vape especially? I mean, uh, you guys must be so excited about uh, this second wave that is going to bring so many more people to the cannabis plant. I mean, if you've never smoked a cigarette, I can imagine smoking a joint might feel disgusting to a person. Well, vaping uh, you know, and and season two and all the other things, that's right up their alley. So how excited are you guys, uh, uh, Dane, about season two?
3: Oh, beyond excited. And and to be very honest, up until this point, I did call it cannabis 2.0, but I think I like season two a lot better. So I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna steal that if you don't mind. Oh, no Uh, problem. So, yeah, we're doing everything uh, uh, on that we can, but on multiple fronts. So I'll talk a little bit about what we're doing for directly for Cannabis 2.0 for oil uh, and concentrate hardware. And then I'll talk a little bit about sort of another sort of side and uh, a, a sort of additional supplementary uh, product that we're releasing for those people who maybe don't want to make the complete push to oil, uh, but really do want a little bit of a better, safer, more convenient way to enjoy cannabis than throwing it in a joint because, yes, that can be intimidating. And I think, you know, you, you think back to the Cheech and Chong movies and the guy uh, coughing <laughs> his lungs out on the yeah. couch and uh, he's, he's wasted his, his entire monthly salary on potato chips. So yeah, people have some, uh, some negative uh, connotations uh, associated with the act of sort of blazing up a joint. So when it comes to oil, one of the first things that we wanted to do was make sure that we came out to market, not first, but best. We didn't want to be first to market, but we did want to be best to market. And that meant a few things. That meant making sure that our hardware is heavy metal-free and is lead-free because of what's going on down, down, in, down uh, south of the border and with the vape crisis in general, the last thing that we want is for our finger to be pointed directly at the hardware, at the components, and say, hey, look, you have as much lead in that, hard- in that one cartridge as half a pack of cigarettes. That's something that we definitely didn't want to deal with. So we actually delayed the launch of our entire oil program by several months just to perfect this one thing. We have gone to lengths that I can tell you that other suppliers currently are not going to. For example, we analyzed the ceramic core that goes inside your cartridge, the stuff that actually heats up. We analyzed that under a microscope at 4,000 times zoom just to make sure that it looks the way it's supposed to and that oil can flow directly through it. We were the first, I believe, on the market with completely lead-free carts. Now, I'm talking lead-free, not just low-lead carts. So anything that we can do to give consumers and our partners confidence that, okay, if there's something going on in the formulation, and at least when it comes to the hardware, those T-Date guys, they have it fully covered. We don't have to worry about that one extra question mark. So that's one of the few things that we decided to do with our hardware is to make it as safe as possible. And I guess going back to my earliest point about us being sort of a different company and a hybrid between engineering house, supplier, and marketing firm, we have a full-service engineering house based in Stuttgart, Germany, just down the street from the Porsche uh, factory, in fact. And these guys are spending day and night, no matter what time it is, making sure that our products are safe. So when it comes to quality control, when it comes to quality assurance, we literally do take it to the next level, and we've released devices that are far more sophisticated than an oil cartridge, far more sophisticated than a pen battery. You know, we have award-winning devices that do all sorts of uh, things, like they have uh, accelerometers in there, haptic feedback. So those devices we created were far more difficult to make. So we've been there before; we've been in deeper waters in this, and you know, we're confident that our products. And I, I, I've, you know constantly hear this from, from the LPs that we're engaged with, that we're in, in, in late stage talk with, that our products are simply far superior to the other cartridges that they're seeing from other established players in the market. So that's a little bit about what we're doing when it comes to the concentrate side. But we are a company that believes in consumer feedback and market data. And one of the things that we decided to do before we even launched an oil program we, was we did a bunch of consumer surveys and studies. And we asked people, when oil comes out, are you guys completely going to make the switch to oil or are you guys going to stick with uh, dry herb or with flour? And um, I, I don't have the exact figure, but I believe 48 plus percent of people, so like half, half the people in the, in the survey, said that, that no, they wouldn't switch to oil, that they would stick with flour. And this is before all of this sort of shenanigans started down south of the border. So if I did the same question today, I can guarantee you probably about 60-plus percent of people would say, no, we're going to stick with flour for now. We're going to see how, how it goes, and we're going to see how these legal carts, you know, perform in the Canadian markets." So for those people who are maybe looking for a flour cartridge alternative, we have an exciting new technology that we're going to be bringing to market, and uh, it is called the Zeus Arc Pod. Right. So the Zeus Arc is our flagship dry herb vaporizer. I don't know if you followed the O Cannabis Awards in uh, uh, April of this year, but uh, we cleaned floor during that award show, and the Zeus Arc GT in fact won the most difficult category in that award show, and it was labeled 2019 Cannabis Product of the Year. It went up against free category, the best of the best. It even went up against THC products, which in previous years would clean house, like you're talking about gel capsules and all of that. It's, I believe it's the first time that an actual device beat out actual THC products to win that, that title. So that is the device that we're using as the platform to launch this new pod-based flower pod technology. So you have a device that's from an award-winning brand, an award-winning device from, from engineered in Germany and you have a technology a flower technology that's also got a patent that we're applying for and we're we're close to approval so there's a lot of tech behind it there's geniuses working on it in fact the guy who leads our uh engineering initiatives from uh, from germany or uh, from our engineering house has a phd in pharmaceutical technology and was uh, previously a principal scientist at germany's largest pharmaceutical company so it's not a, a bunch of guys in a basement, uh, you know, trying to put uh, like a toy together or anything like that. These are devices with serious QA behind them, and uh, I'm very, very excited for the flower technology to come out. The taste that you get from these flower pods is unlike anything else. It's remarkable, exactly the way the grower intended. And I mean, if you've ever been in a grow room with flowering females in there, and you 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 smell that, in nearly almost an enamoring, intoxicating aroma. That's what we're trying to bring back with these flower pods. We're trying to take people back to a time when they first smelled their favorite strain and fell in love with cannabis. That's what we're trying to do. We're, we're, we're trying to transport people back in time. And why should we leave behind those people that are flower lovers and aren't going to make the switch to oil? They need a convenient click-and-go alternative too, right?
1: A hundred percent. And I think that's a... Such a smart idea. Um, you know, nothing against the companies that are just concentrating on concentrates, um, uh, but I think it's good to, to keep both options open. So for the person that's listening at home right now and really excited about, uh, either season two or some of the stuff we've talked to, talked about, where do they find your products and, and maybe what sets you guys apart, uh, from some of the other companies, but mainly, uh, how do people get their hands on a TV?
3: That's a, that's a wonderful question. That's really where we do shine. We've been a company of uh, the retailers and by the retailers since day one. We were a premium retailer. So we're not a manufacturer that's sort of sitting somewhere overseas or in, in, a, in an ivory tower hoping that our products will sell. Uh, we, we have one of the largest distribution networks when it comes to retail coverage. Uh, 70% of stores carry our brands and products. You can, uh, you know, provincial governments and liquor boards carry our products. Uh, so you can literally, uh, if you didn't want to buy them from our, our website, tvape.ca, you can go to any of the big chains. We work with a lot of the big retailers that are out there. And most of them you'll find Utilian products in store. You'll find Zeus products in store. And you'll find some of our, our, our newer brands that we're bringing out to market. So, uh, and that goes hand in hand with being an industry opinion leader. When we create a product, when we tell people that this is a quality product, they know that we've done this several times before. They know that we've been in those waters before. So there's a level of trust here that we're able to command with consumers, with retailers that no other company simply can do. So that really, really does help us whenever we're launching new products. And, you know, I, I invite you to go on to, you know, the OCS or, or if you're based out in BC and you're listening to this on the BC website, and you'll see Zeus products, you'll see Utilian products, you'll see all of our lines up there. So it's widely available, and, you know, as this new flower pod technology comes out, I'll be doing sort of a cross-country tour. Perhaps I'll stop by in Alberta and and, and showcase this for you guys in person, but this is going to be widely available next year. We're going to be in talks with some very, very, very exciting LPs who have some of the best trains, some of the best terpene profiles that you could possibly uh, visually smelling your mind right
1: now. Oh, that is awesome. Uh, Jack, let's give you, uh, the last word. I just want to ask you about what you think is going to happen in season two and, and kind of how exciting, uh, how excited you are. You know, you deal with a, a lot of people in the United States where, where this is, uh, legal, they can have this. How are you, how excited are you for Canadians to, to get into season two?
4: Uh, I'm quite excited. I will say that. Um, I think one of the reasons I'm so excited is it does add to the portfolio of of, uh, of brands that we offer. Um, every device has its its need and its you know its value to individuals, um, and I think this one is just going to be you know our our rocket ship as far as being um, the next level um, for those people that you know started with maybe a little one, which is our more entry level device. Um, you know, went up to the, and found their way at the Zeus Arc or for whatever reason, and, and, and enjoy that premium experience. Um, and that's really where I'm excited with, you know, the, our whole dryer technology, um, in, in general. I think that with the pods, it's going to allow, um, ease of use, discreteness, and, um, above all, just, uh, functionality for, for the individual. And I think that's what it comes back down to is just, uh, making it very easy, very, um, discreet and having everyone, um, accessible to those products as well.
1: Yeah, Dane, I lied. Sorry, I'm gonna give you the last word. But something that, uh, that Jack just said is, you, we have to make it easy and accessible for for the consumer because you know there are people like myself that are you know experienced and and can catch on to to what's going on. But there are people that are coming to cannabis for the very first time and if you either, if they, if they dive in and use the wrong strain, uh, they're going to have a bad experience and may, might not come back. But if you make it difficult for them to use the product, they're really not coming back, right? So, so easy is a word that you guys really want to focus on when dealing with the customer.
3: 100% correct, Dean. And it goes back again to education. And that's why we are sort of the juggernauts of the vaporizer space. If you go on YouTube and you, and you type in T-Vape, Videos. It'll show you instructional videos on how to use your device, how to clean your device, and when we partner up with retailers and with stores, we enroll them in something called eVape Academy. So they get their own login and they can go and look up every unit's pros and cons, their specs, how to use it, how to clean it, how to sell it, what people are likely to ask about it. So when somebody goes through our website, when somebody goes through this online ecosystem that we've built and that we've sort of uh, curated over a decade. They come out of that online experience thinking that they've had a far richer experience online than they would have in store. Because as you must know, because of these regulations and such, not every store can open up the vaporizer in the store, turn it on and operate it and show how, what it looks like inside, what are all the parts that are included with it. We do offer that rich, full experience online. And just to uh, loop in with Jack, what, what he just said recently, one of the things that has me so excited is the fact that we are as Jack said expanding our ecosystem so we started with a company that only sold dry herb vaporizers and then we've moved on to concentrate sort of loose concentrate vaporizers so you have your waxes and shatters and all that so we have a device for that now called the Utilian 5 and we cannot keep that on the shelves because of how fast it sells so there definitely is a huge, huge demand for these devices coming up, and we want people to be properly educated before they dive into it. Because when it comes to flour, say you put, you know, say you put a little bit more flour than you're supposed to in your volcano or your Zeus arc, it's not going to be an overly, uh, you know, dramatic trip that you're going to go through. But say you put 25 percent more shatter in your pen and you smoke that, that could really, really change how you're gonna feel and the effect of it. So we're really, really trying to make sure that consumers who purchase through us are more educated consumers by having made that purchase. We don't want them to spend money. We want them to be more educated by having spent that money.
1: Well said. Uh, Dane Sapiro is the account manager of special operations at TVApe. And we're also speaking with Jack Danico, who is with business development in the USA. And you can find, Uh, all their products at uh, tvape.ca and uh, some, some really cool things. And I really enjoyed uh, this conversation mostly because I hope it puts people's minds at rest uh, when it comes to uh, vaping in Canada uh, for season two and that we will not, I don't foresee, have the problems that they had in the United States. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me on the Cannabis 101 podcast. Best of luck with season two and uh, hopefully we'll chat again soon.
3: Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having us, Dean. It was a pleasure chatting with you and, uh, and hopefully, uh, you know, we'll have some more developments and there will be a season three.
0: What's happening. We'll tell you right now on this week in cannabis news.
1: All right. We've given David Wiley of, uh, Okanagan Z.com slash OZ, uh, the week off, but, Make sure you check out their uh, weekly newsletter, their email newsletter, and also the big stories in cannabis you can find on their website. All right, so for this week in uh, cannabis news, I'm uh, looking at uh, Canopy Growth, purchasing a majority stake in BioSteel Sports Nutrition, Inc., which is a uh, leading producer of sports nutrition products. Canopy Growth now has a massive platform in the sports nutrition and hydration game, and down the road, uh, regulations permitted um, regulations permitted rather, you will see products with CBD in them. Uh, BioSteel major player; more than seventy percent of teams in the Big Four North American leagues rely on BioSteel for their athletes, and they have some pretty heavy hitters when it comes to athletes in their endorsement stable. Ezekiel Elliott, running back for the Dallas Cowboys. Connor McDavid, of course, of the Edmonton Oilers. You also have Tyler Sagan when it comes to NHL athletes. Andrew Wiggins of the NBA. Jalen Ramsey um, of the Jags for now. Uh, We'll see what happens there. And uh, Wayne Gretzky, obviously the greatest player of all time. Uh, Brooke Henderson, also in the stable of uh, BioSteel. Great, amazing. One of the best golfers in the world uh, from Canada. And it's interesting, in Ezekiel Elliott's contract, Zeke, it stipulates that once the NFL allows a player to endorse CBD products, he's their spokesperson. So this is a big, big move for canopy growth um, because when they bring their drinks to market, they already have a brand in biosteel. That's big news. If you're growing at home outdoors, watch for Harvest Thieves. Uh, this is a crazy story a woman in ontario came home to find her two plants gone one was cut off at the stock the other ripped out roughly leaving a trail of leaves mr magoo could follow for a little while the trail went dead and the woman is out you know who knows maybe a thousand grams Uh, you can get upwards of 500 grams to a plant so it's as if uh, home growers don't have enough problems they face from mold to frost uh, if you're in BC, you can't grow them in plain sight. Uh, out east, I think in New Brunswick, you have to have them in a stored locker. And now theft. Well, I guess a stored locker would probably prevent theft, but uh, last week a home grower in Ontario confronted would-be thieves and was stabbed, suffering a serious, but not life-threatening injur- in- uh, injury, rather, but uh, still getting stabbed is crazy. Um, and, and I'm not even sure if you can claim stolen pot plant, in your uh, home insurance, I, you know, one more reason to do it legally, because uh, if you can claim it, you'll need receipts. And I'm not sure the black market gives out uh, receipts. Also, the uh, Cannabis Council of Canada hoping for more stores in Ontario. So far, it's 0.14 stores per 100,000 people in the biggest province in our country. And uh, You take a look at Newfoundland and Labrador, it's 4.77 stores per 100,000 residents. And uh, we got a ton of stores. Out here in Alberta. So, hopefully, more stores open um, across the country and everybody has great access to uh, legal cannabis, which is what we're going to talk about now.
0: What's that strain? Let's find out with Chris Ionson, Nova Cannabis store manager and educator.
1: Another edition of What's That Strain? Big thanks to uh, Chris Ionson of Nova Cannabis, our educator and the manager of the off-white location of Nova Cannabis in Edmonton. As always, uh, for him joining us. Today we're doing Citrus Punch, a sativa-dominant hybrid. Uh, this is from Sundial. And uh, Chris, I met these uh, this company at the Expo, uh, the Cannabis Expo in Edmonton. Really had a good conversation with uh, some of the staff they started in olds uh in alberta uh, their head office is now in calgary and and they got a a neat motto combining tried and true heartland farming with innovative horticultural techniques
2: and they've really got to focus on wellness with their with their cannabis presentation um, and, um, yeah, they, the, um, Olds College there has a pretty serious horticultural program, one of the best in the country. Mm-hmm. And, um, they partner up with, uh, with that college and actually a lot of their staff have gone through the horticultural program. And when they graduate, they get a job at Sundial. So it's uh, pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that, uh, the, the town of Olds, the, that, that program uh, they also have a really unique turf program there as well. Uh, a lot of golf pros uh, go through it and learn about different. So they've got a, a total green thumb at that college for sure, man. So yeah. it goes really hand in hand with, uh, you know, it's like that scene in uh, Caddyshack where uh, where Bill Murray says uh, you can play 18 on it and go home and smoke the bejesus out of it uh, <laughs> uh, when he was talking about it. But it's it's a great combination of uh, you know they have a great turf program, the great horticultural program, great partnership with uh, with Sundial as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. And uh, actually, this is kind of a neat fact about uh, the the economy in Olds. Um, it used to be uh, oil and gas, very oil and gas driven. Mm-hmm. Um, Now it's oil and grass. Uh, oh, so, that's like that's nice. Yeah. Uh, so they've got uh, over 700 staff uh, that work at the, their facility there in Olds. So. Um, it's the largest employer in Olds, which is pretty cool.
1: That is amazing. Uh, it's so great. And, you know, we, we've chatted about this, uh, in the past, uh, there was the old, uh, Hershey factory that has now been turned into, yeah, uh, uh, if with Tweed and, you know, it's helping save that economy as well. So, yeah. uh, legalization has, as we've talked about in the past, provided so many great jobs for people. And I love that, um, you know, Olds has really embraced the cannabis industry to, to help boost their town.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it's really neat. Uh, it's cool. Um, and so we, with Sundial, though, they, they do have four uh, facilities mm-hmm. uh, under their umbrella right now. Um, they've got that, that main one in Olds, uh, and that's their flagship facility. Um, they've got a facility in Rocky View, Alberta, and that's for uh, testing new cultivars. Okay. Uh, and then once they kind of get things figured out, then they transfer those genetics to the Olds facility and they do the, the full grow there. Um they also um, in January of 2019 they bought uh, 20 acres in in Merritt BC um with the intent of doing construction and and setting up a, a grow facility there for their BC market. Mm. Uh so that should be neat. And then this this one's pretty cool. Um in uh July of 2019 uh Sundial acquired uh Bridge Farm uh in in UK and it's a it's a three three gigantic facilities uh to grow cannabis and wow. it's, it's 3.6 million square feet. Um So Sundial is definitely going to be a big player in the Europe uh, cannabis industry. Once that gets up and going, yeah. they're, they're kind of setting up for it now. So um I definitely feel they're going to be one of the up and coming players here. You know, we've got the big guys right now. We've got Aurora and Canopy and Afria. Uh, I think people should kind of be monitoring Sundial and, and within the next couple of years, I think that they will be a bigger name in the in the industry.
1: Oh, that is good to hear. Uh, you, you mentioned their their flagship uh, facility in old. I like that uh, term. I I was at the Expo, uh, the Cannabis Expo this year, and they were giving out uh, candles uh, as uh, for for some of their different uh, strains that they have or different moods. And I was talking to a a young lady that worked there uh, who also grows at home. And she said they have a policy that, uh, you know, if you're you're dealing with your plants at home, uh, that's fine. Uh, but you got to, you know, shower and you can't have any contact with your plants before you come in. We don't want any cross contamination. So it uh, speaks to the seriousness that, that they are taking it. And, and I'm sure all LPs are like that, but that was kind of a, yeah. uh, one example. But, uh, you know, that's that facility in Olds is pretty impressive, isn't it? It
2: is, it is. Uh, actually, just uh, this past week, uh, a bunch of my uh, Nova corporate people got uh, were fortunate enough to get a tour of it. And uh, I talked to a few of them and uh, they said it was just an, an impressive grow. And um, so this facility, though, it's, it's a bunch of small rooms. It's kind of a modular facility. So they've got all these small rooms kind of uh, next to each other. And what's neat about it is each room has its own master grower per room. And he's got his own staff that work mm-hmm. for him. Uh, and, and with that, I mean, all these master grows share their best practices and, uh, and there's kind of a healthy competition between them to see kind of who can, you know, create the, the
1: highest quality cannabis. It's not unlike, uh, you know, the guy that wants to play with McDavid and Dreisaitl, you know, there's a healthy competition for that spot. So these guys are all competing with each other. (laughs) Um, and you know, from from doing some research on this the the sundial roster if you will yeah. has a lot of mvps on it uh, there's a lot yeah. of awards that have come out of these master growers they're like uh, like the best of the best right yeah
2: it seems like they got a bit of an all-star team there yeah uh, a lot of their master growers have been decorated with awards at the cannabis cup for master grower of the year and, and strains that they've created so um yeah just a really cool company
1: awesome so uh, sundial uh, was kind of their, uh, their first foray, right? Uh, yeah. This Sunday, but they do have a few other brands.
2: Yeah, they do. So Sundial's their uh, recreational brand that was first hit the market, uh, and kind of the angle with, with Sundial is that wellness in, in cannabis. Uh, and with that, they've got like Zenberry, they've got Lemon Riot, they've got Citrus Punch, uh, Daydream, uh, and they're all, uh, you know, kind of strains that were so I feel like they're marketed for the wellness of cannabis. Um, right. And then they've got a premium line that we're going to be seeing soon here in Alberta, uh, Top Leaf, it's called. Um, there's two strains that I, I was able to track down. They have a strawberry cream and a Jaeger OG. Uh, both seem very interesting. Both are, are very rare strains too, which is pretty cool. Uh, and their packaging looks amazing. It's probably the sharpest packaging that I've seen so far mm-hmm. in the rec market. Uh, and then they also have, uh, they acquired BC Weed Co. Uh, last year. So uh, a developed company out of BC that uh, they actually uh, put their cannabis into tuna cans. I know a couple of years ago, there was a, the tuna can kush craze where uh, on the black markets, you know, people were um, acquiring, a, a, a closed up tuna can where you needed a can opener to oh, get at your cannabis. Uh, but it kept it really fresh and, uh, there was just hype with it. And it was known that if you got your cannabis in a tuna can, it's going to be that much better and it, it cost more and.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's interesting. I'm, uh, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what that looks like. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I, I like unique packaging as long as it's not excessive, yeah. right? Uh, I think that's, uh, uh, you know, you gotta do what you can in the cannabis industry right now to Be able to stand out because you can't advertise, so yeah, uh, that's kind of a, an interesting way of advertising. And uh, the, they're, they're gonna be at five, right? Uh, yeah, at some point,
2: yeah. There's uh, there's two more uh, brands coming soon, uh, Meadow and Grassland as well. So, okay, five brands underneath their umbrella, uh, definitely someone to watch for.
1: All right, uh, sundialcannabis.com is their website, uh, it seems to have a very laid back, kind of chill. And, and, you know, I was in your store on, uh, I think that was Saturday we popped in think so and yeah. uh, we were looking at that sundial uh, display that you have and that's their vibe, right? It's very yeah. like, like I feel that when I, uh, when I smoke this later, I want to be doing some yoga or just kind of, <laughs> just a very kind of good zen chill vibe to them don't they
2: yeah that's that's exactly it um i feel like that's that's been their approach and yeah that display we have in our store kind of it really highlights that
1: yeah yeah so uh it goes with their their uh, their laid back feel so that's good okay uh, let's talk about the history um where does citrus punch come from and we have to be careful because they're this this could get confusing with the name citrus punch
2: yeah yeah for sure um So there is, there is a strain called citrus punch. It's, it's out there. Um, But the citrus punch from Sundial is actually, the strain is Agent Orange. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so the genetics of Agent Orange, uh, it's kind of a three-way cross. And so it's Orange Skunk uh, crossed with Jack's Cleaner. And that's a Jack Herrera uh, phenotype uh, and crossed with Space Queen. So those three uh, strains mixed together gives you Agent Orange awesome
1: yeah uh, i don't know if we've uh had a three-way cross yet uh that i remember but that's that's rare isn't it uh, uh yeah
2: it is it is rare but um you know when when you really break it down though there's there's some strains where you're going to find like nine or ten you know crosses I with, guess right, within yeah. it. so um yeah it kind of all depends um, okay but agent orange uh was created in 2001 right. in, in northern california uh by a dedicated group of medical growers
1: all right, cool. so I, I like that uh, this has a pretty good uh, backstory. Um, some people you know obviously um, you guys all only deal with uh, the recreational side. but when from my perspective, when I hear that this strain was dedicated or by a group of dedicated, uh, medical growers, uh, that makes me uh, think that this could be a good strain to help out a lot of things and, you know, people can do uh, certainly their own uh, research and uh, check out Leafly and different things and and uh, certainly helps out uh, with, uh, with different things or you can check out uh, Sundial Cannabis Dot .com so uh cool uh, agent orange um mm-hmm. it's interesting uh, we'll get into the name uh, agent orange and citrus punch in a second but uh, what kind of uh, THC are we looking at on this uh, tub that I picked up uh earlier
2: yeah so the batch that we got today is uh, 14.6% on THC and uh, less than 0.07 on CBD okay uh, so we call that a mid-range THC uh, so not a
1: starter strain then
2: not a start or strain for sure. Um, I don't think that'd be good for beginners. I think the the kind of uh, the head buzz that comes with it with uh, a sativa, yeah, heavy, with a sativa, yeah. uh, not going to be ideal for a, a new consumer to cannabis. Right. They might find themselves getting a
1: little anxious. Sure. Yeah, uh, you want to ease in your first time. Yeah. But this is a uh, this would be. Um, it sounds like uh, to me um once you've had some experience uh a a good uh, stepping stone strain to that mid-level
2: yeah it is it is uh definitely it's nice uh nice uh daytime sativa
1: okay yeah perfect um okay what's in a name uh citrus punch obviously uh, we'll get to the smell and stuff like that but uh i I think that's where that comes from right
2: yeah yeah for sure uh i I think it's due when you you smell this cannabis it, it smells like uh like a big bag of Florida orange punched you in the face. Uh, yeah. So I think that's kind of where the name comes from. Um, but uh, I mean, agent orange, the, the strain itself, uh, that was actually a herbicide uh, that was used by the U S the U S military during uh-huh. the Vietnam war. And um, over 3.1 million hectares of forest were destroyed. And uh, you know, a lot of lives were affected and you know, terrible. It, it was kind of a, a, scandalous kind of thing. Oh, so, so
1: it was, it was, well, it was, we if you know the history of that war you know that it was one of the dirtiest wars yeah. of all time and uh that one was that one was i think that's a uh, just an awful thing to do but anyway i i find it strange that somebody or at one point in time decided that for a name um you know there's some great names, mk ultra that's a you know a cia project but naming something after something that destroyed so many things that's a little bit strange to me that's one of them that uh, kind of mm-hmm. i'm like not sure I would have done that. Yeah. It's one of the darker
2: names, I yeah. think maybe with, uh, with the canvas names. Uh, but I mean, uh, in all fairness, it's whoever kind of came up with it. That's right. It's, it's their it's, right, it's right. It's their right and their yeah. choice. And maybe the guy who, you know, came up with the name is, has the dark sense of humor. Or what have
1: Yeah. You. It's uh <laughs> wouldn't be my choice, but uh, yeah. it is what it is. Um, the, uh, the look of this, uh, you know, the plastic, uh, uh, tub, uh, that it comes in. So it's not, uh uh, you know, terribly, uh, um, and, nope. and obviously it's easily recyclable.
2: Yeah, it is. It's all plastic. So that's great. Um, for sure. Um, yeah. And with, with the look of, uh, of the citrus punch too, um, the batch that we got here, uh, decent sized nugs, mm-hmm. like a uh, good, good size to them. And, uh, we've got two shades of green on the buds and some really nice, uh, like kind of burnt orange pistols yeah. to go with it.
1: Yeah, not, uh, you know, sometimes we've seen those bright orange, uh, sometimes you see like a dark purple. This is kind of like that burnt, I think burnt orange is a, a really good way, not the the um, oiler orange jersey kind of that yeah. you sometimes see, a little bit of a uh, a darker one. So uh, that's very good. Uh, the, the smell of this one, you, you're kind of talking about oranges. Remember juicy fruit like that gum? That's yeah. kind of a get a little bit of a oh, yeah. a sweet uh, fruity smell from that. I don't know why that popped in my head when I was uh, uh smelling it, but tell me uh, about the terpenes. Uh we're looking at three or four in this main main ones here.
2: Yeah, so we got uh,
1: four main ones here. Uh the the
2: primary one is myrcene. Um and that's like the cloves. Uh and then we've got Caryophyllene, your fave.
1: A little bit of spice and peppery yeah, taste that's to that right. one.
2: Uh, and then we've got uh, humaline which is kind of a woodsy uh kind of flavor and then terpinoline too which kind of adds like a freshness to it
1: okay um uh yeah it, like uh just uh you know you take in a mountain fresh air or something like that and you can smell the woods that that surrounds you that's what uh, uh kind of yeah. uh, reminds me of uh desired effect uh, i'm going to uh I'm going to fire this up uh tell me what i'll be uh, experiencing in the uh, minutes hours uh, to go and, and what people can expect what you've experienced with this
2: for sure um definitely energizing and uplifting uh it is uh, high energy sativa uh i find my take from it was uh, i i get a lot of focus with it uh but when uh, when i did smoke it i, I found that uh, the first like in the initial 20 minutes of, of after consuming it, there's kind of a fun, hazy period uh, in the head where I kind of felt a little dopey, um, lots of laughs. And then after that 20-minute period, uh, I, it kind of felt like a like burst of energy and focus kind of kicked in. Nice. And uh, I got, got lots done around my house, did three loads of laundry. And, oh, uh, yeah, it was Yeah, it was pretty awesome. So I, I feel it's a great strain for productivity, um, good for wake and bake. You know, start your, start your day off with a little citrus punch. Uh, don't smoke it before bed though.
1: Uh, that's a good point then. Yeah. Yeah, Because you might be, uh, that story that you told a while back, you were so excited to try that sativa. Yeah. Uh, and you were pacing. Yeah. I I didn't
2: sleep that night. So, so this uh, is,
1: yeah, good tip. Um, you know, maybe cut this off at about, uh, eight, nine o'clock, seven, eight, nine o'clock. I think nine,
2: no, 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 no later than nine. than
1: nine. Okay. So. Uh, no later than nine for citrus punch It's really smooth too. Um, helps that I'm using, uh, the hexagon from burnt that I took out of the freezer and it's cold. Yeah. Uh, I loved, uh, I love people's reaction when they first try, uh, the hexagon and they're like, is there ice in this or what? And you explain the process. <laughs> it's so good. So, um, okay. Good wake and bake strain, uh, as we mentioned, not a starter strain, but a good stepping stone strain. Um, and uh, taste test, um, you know, from from you can tell me, uh, but you definitely get bursts of sweetness and fruitiness right off the bat.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure, those two are, are kind of the main flavors to it. Um, it does have, uh, I found it to have a real robust flavor profile, so it's just like very noticeably fruity. Uh, kind of reminded me of the Tangerine Dream a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. It's um, strong. Yeah, like it's bold, like it's uh, you. You get that boldness, right?
2: Yeah, for sure. And and to go with that sweet and fruitiness, uh, you're gonna find uh, probably in the exhales where I kind of found it, uh, just hints of like earthiness and and spice. And I think that's the cario filing kind of kicking in there.
1: One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really good. All yeah. right, so this is delicious. Um, we should talk about though that uh, when you pick this up from the store. Uh, as I did, uh, from, uh, Nova cannabis, throw it in your trunk. Yeah. Skunk in the trunk is, uh, is kind of the same because we all know that, uh, weed smells a little skunky. Somebody sparks a joint at a party and somebody else has to make the skunk comment.
2: Yeah. So, or, or or my dad saying there's a family of skunks living in the garage.
1: That's the great. Can you, can you retell that story really quickly? Yeah,
2: for sure. Uh, so when I was a child, uh, my father consumed cannabis every day. Uh, I was naive to it. Didn't know, didn't think that my dad was cool enough to smoke weed. Um, and dad used to keep me out of the garage by saying there was a family of skunks living in there. So as a child, you know, five or six years old, I would want to get my soccer ball, uh, soccer ball out of the garage. Dad would make me... Uh, make me let him know and he would go into the garage and get it for me and put it away when I was done and just flew right over my head didn't even realize family of skunks it, you know so it's pretty awesome
1: <laughs> That is such a great story. Yeah. Um I've uh I I really enjoyed when you uh when you told that story originally. It's uh it's so good. So yeah. Skunk in the Trunk though does have a uh, a uh, an important uh, it is important for when you're purchasing and transporting cannabis.
2: Yeah, big time. So uh, actually the EPS, the Edmonton Police Service, uh, they started a campaign after legalization uh, because they were pulling people over, um, you know, that would go to a legal store, buy their cannabis, throw it in the back seat um that's not good enough for them it needs to be completely out of the reach from the driver and so for that they just made the the hard rule keep your skunk in the trunk so uh that's super important and we tell that uh to all of our customers when they leave the store uh, if you're driving make sure you put it in the trunk just to play it safe um and with that uh um You're only allowed to carry 30 grams at a time too. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of an important rule. Uh, And you don't need a receipt. A lot of people come into the store and say like, oh yeah, I'll I'll take my receipt for the cops. And and you actually don't need a receipt. I've spoken to a couple of EPS guys. It's legal. Um, So you can grow your own cannabis at home and transport it. You can... Just keep it under 30 grams you're not going to have a receipt for cannabis that you grew so the receipts not necessarily uh, needed um, but it does need to be in the in the trunk it needs to be out of the reach of the driver and uh, you also you know need to be sober when you're driving too that's mm-hmm. another big one there um, it's just like alcohol right so it's important that
1: everyone kind of plays it safe there it's interesting i flew to vancouver recently it was the first time i flew with uh, legal cannabis and uh it was just like uh interesting as I'm going through security and my bag is going through, I'm like, wow, this was I would be have dogs sniffing at me if this yeah. was like uh, <laughs> you know, pre legalization, right? It's just yeah. a weird it was weird and you know, you walk through and, and yeah. you know, you put your phone out, but your cannabis goes right through. They don't even blink an eye. So it's it's just so great to have that feeling and that freedom within Canada. You cannot travel to the States with cannabis. We should make that perfectly clear, yeah. but within cannabis, same rules apply 30 grams and, uh, yeah, it, it, away you go. Now, there are also things we should talk about, about where you should be consuming and smoking cannabis.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, that's, that's important too. Uh, there's designated areas. Uh, the city of Edmonton has on their website, uh, you can just Google it to where can I smoke cannabis in right. Edmonton. It takes you right to this link. Uh, they have designated areas. Um, there's areas that, you know, it's a hard no on do not smoke cannabis in playgrounds, sports fields, skate right. parks, outdoor pools, theaters, or arenas and off leash areas.
1: Anywhere around kids too, right?
2: Uh, yeah. I think that's, that's the big one there is, is, uh, we want to keep cannabis, uh, away from children and, you know, until they're old enough and, and ready to actually be there. So, um, it, it be respectful. That's the big right. thing. Um, you know, there'll, there'll be times when I'm, uh, smoking a joint with some friends, uh, you know, while we're out uh, doing something. And, um, if we see, you know, uh, a young family kind of coming our way, uh, we will try our best to kind of get out of the way, be respectful. Um, you know, don't let the kids see what we're doing. I think that's very important. Um, and another big thing too, is, uh, use ashtrays. Uh, don't, yeah. litter. don't, don't just throw your joint on the ground. Uh, that's,
1: you know, keep it classy, Edmonton. Yeah, let's not, <laughs> you stay classy, Edmonton and yeah. let, let's not yeah, the worst thing you can do is litter yeah. um, whether it's cigarette butts or joints or yeah. anything else don't don't litter just throw it, but you can butt it out. Yeah. Uh, make sure it's out and throw it in a garbage or an ashtray. Yeah. you know, make sure it's out, obviously, but uh, mm-hmm. discard it properly. So yeah, I think some good guidelines for people of uh, when they're when they're uh, going to maybe perch cannabis for the first time and what to do and uh, where to do it is important yeah for sure okay good stuff so when you're enjoying your citrus punch from sundial make sure you transport it in the trunk and uh, follow the guidelines on the city of edmonton website Uh, chris as always thanks very much for coming out and i look forward to next week
2: right on dean thanks for having me
0: Bud, dope, flower, ganja, Mary Jane. We all have our own language when it comes to cannabis. Herb, John Lennon, plant, tie stick, salad. So let's explore another weed word of the day. Samuel objects. The Hobbit's
1: Leaf, Lady Gaga, 420. Today's weed word of the day, we're going with vaping lingo. Uh, obviously, we had the uh, uh, the fine fellows from T-Vape on the show, Jack Danico and Dane Sapiro. You can uh, check them out at tvape.ca, uh, that's their website, on Instagram, at real.tvape, on Twitter, at realtvape, and you can check out their YouTube channel, T-Vape, as well. Some good look uh, at their products. Uh, so we're talking vaping ling- lingo as we talk to the boys from T-Vape, and Um, You know, this is something that uh, I think uh, everybody wants to have, a vapegasm. Apparently, that's the first hit off your favorite strain. Uh, You have a vapegasm. Sign me up for that. I'd be down for that. Also, ass juice. Do not want any of that. Uh, Bad tasting, rancid cartridge uh, full of extracts. So uh, the uh, absolute opposite of a vapegasm. Cloud chasing is uh, vaping like a dragon, they say, uh, producing massive uh, clouds of vape. Ride the mist, Um, this is said to be somebody experiencing sexual euphoria while vaping. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll, uh, I'll jump on that train as well. I'd, I'd like to experience that. How about Saturn? You ever heard of the term Saturn? Vape, blowing a big circle. So you're vaping, you blow a giant circle and then a bubble in the middle. So it uh, resumes uh, or resembles Saturn and its rings and cold boxing. Never heard of this before, but uh, apparently uh, vaping in a, a small space and uh, filling it fill in, filling it with vape. Um, and I think we've all uh, whoever has had experience with cannabis hot box before. Uh, some do it in their car, some do it in a closet, some do it in a bathroom. Uh, you fill up the smoke, and I guess you're supposed to get extra, but it's kind of just cool in a vape. Um, instead of smoke which is a lot healthier for you and that's going to wrap things up for us on uh, this episode of the cannabis 101 podcast number 18 big big thanks to uh, Jack and Dane uh, from T vape uh, for I hope putting some of your fears to rest when it comes to the vape industry if you do it legally you are not going to run into some of those garbage products that are in the United States on the black market and probably in Canada too. So big thanks to those gentlemen. I'm looking forward to exploring more of their products and of course to Chris Ionson for joining us on What's That Strain? Thanks very much for joining me. We'll be back next week. We got some really solid guests lined up for the next little while. You're gonna definitely wanna uh, ch- stick with us here. And you're gonna to wanna to check out our YouTube channel because we're gonna have more things to give away and more products to review as we move along. Thanks so much for joining me. And remember, it's not just about getting high, it's about getting healthy.
0: Cannabis 101 Podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond.